Hello and welcome to We're Watching Stuff, a movie and TV show podcast. We talk about movies in and out of theaters, as well as the occasional TV show. You can find all of our content on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and social medias like Facebook and Twitter. We're always looking for co-hosts, so please send us an email at we'rewatchingstuff at gmail.com or a private message. Now back to the action. We are your hosts, Corbin and Nicole Wilkins. watching more stuff and this time we're going to talk about some green stuff and not that green stuff that you would think that we would talk about in smoke oh weed gotcha not going to be that green stuff no we're going to talk about the green hornet and the green lantern yeah we're going green green with two probably two of the world's most national treasures seth rogan and ryan reynolds that's true (laughs) they're very well loved well, first we're going to talk about the Green Hornet, released January fourteenth, two thousand eleven. We saw this one at the midnight release. Yep, there pavilion. Was only like three other people there. I don't understand. <coughs> well, I mean, groups, I guess. Yeah, I feel like there was just—I don't know. I feel like people didn't know about this movie. Yeah, which is surprising because that was when Seth Rogen was in his prime, right? Where I mean, I guess he still kind of is, but you get what I mean. Yeah, it was, like, after, you know, Knocked Up and 40-Year-Old Virgin and stuff like that. So, like, you'd think that people would be all into it and whatnot. Right. I think that's the movie that he lost a bunch of weight for, too. Was Green Hornet? Mm Mm-hmm. I just, I think it was funny. You know, I think it was definitely underrated. Agreed. Definitely underrated. Um, You you could enjoy it for what it was if you just sat down and laughed at it. Yeah. Um, It had Seth Rogen and Jay Chow as... The Green Hornet and Kato. Mm-hmm. It had Tom Wilkinson as uh, Seth Rogen Reed. Uh, James Reed. James Reed. Oh, Seth Rogen is Britt Reed. Britt Reed. That's yeah. what I thought. Britt Reed and uh, played uh, the son to Tom Wilkinson. Cameron Diaz played a part, which was, I guess I don't hate her part. It's just an ironic part to me. Mm-hmm. And this was my first movie with David Harborough. Harbor. Harbor. And uh, Christoph Waltz. I think it was my first movie with those two. I think so, too. And a brief appearance by James Franco. Yes, which is also hilarious. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, director was Michael Gondry and Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. For the writers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already said the release date. <clears throat> I don't know. So it basically starts off with... Uh, a crime lord asserting asserting his dominance, and uh, uh, Brett Reed being an adolescent adult, a man child for <laughs> a sure, man child, um, and his dad kind of getting sick of it, and then his dad was murdered, or no, the papers published it as he died by an allergic reaction to something, mm-hmm. um, but to him, he thinks it's a murder, and he's investigating. Yeah, but for the most part. It's, uh, he's, he, he wanted, he didn't like his dad. Seth Rogen's character, uh, Britt, uh, Britt Reed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't a fan of his dad. Uh, but him and his, uh, what, what was Cato? His Cato was his, like his. His mechanic? Yeah. 
He but he also it. made coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, together they built a friendship, got drunk together, did something stupid, but also saved some people that were getting mugged. And that was just like, they're like, let's be heroes. Mm-hmm. But the news didn't see them as heroes. They saw them as so, villains. So they decided to play the villain, but be a hero. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about them trying to like fuck over uh, the crime lord's town and... And all the people that are in his pocket. Right. And it's fun. It's uh, uh, Reed Richards. Uh, uh, Reed. Fucking Brit Reed. Reed Richards. Is, now I get it. All right. All right. So Reed Richards is. Uh, did I do it again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brit Reed's dad owned a uh, newspaper. Mm-hmm. And it was. It would post. You know, a newspaper stuff. He wasn't reporting on the crimes that were actually happening because someone else told him not to because he was in the crime lord's pocket. Yes. And uh, basically, that unfolds while he's doing other stuff. So the Green Hornet is essentially breaking down all these, like, original structures. And it's making the crime lord rethink his life, which is hilarious that he has to... Yeah. Like, I should become a supervillain, basically, and ever and their his right hand man is like, I think you've gone crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he shoots him. Yeah, Blodnovsky. Blodnovsky. Oh my God, Chud Chudnovsky, Chudovsky, Chardovsky. <laughs> my name is Danny Clear. <laughs> I, I sell crystal meth. I sell crystal meth. <laughs> they call me Crystal Clear. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty straightforward, in my opinion. Right, <laughs> like, and it's James Franco because he's like. He's like, I got a see-through piano. <laughs> I just die when right. he's talking. And <laughs> his part is literally like five minutes in the yeah. very beginning, and that's it. And it's the greatest five minutes ever. Yeah. Um, I, uh, there's so much more about this movie that I don't want to spoil, but like, like his hornet gun is hilarious. Mm-hmm. He accidentally shoots himself in the face when they're testing it, and essentially it's supposed to knock you out for an hour, but... It put him in a coma for like a week and a half. Right. <laughs> Am I wearing a diaper? <laughs> Am I wearing a diaper? Did you put this on me? And he just looks up, goes back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do that too. Their car is gorgeous. Uh, what's the car again? I should know it off the top of my head. I mean, it's called Black Beauty. <clears throat> I know. But I don't know the <laughs> actual <the> model? <laughs> car. Um, Chrysler more... Imperial. Yeah, there you go. The green, I don't know. I'm a big fan of this. It kind of made me want to get more into it because, like, I've even watched the clips on YouTube with Adam West, uh, Batman and Robin, and Green Hornet and Kato. Me, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's awesome. You know, I love the idea of him. I just wish people kind of gave a little bit more credit, and I would have enjoyed having a sequel. I can see why people didn't like it because it was random, goofy, yeah, and slightly cheesy in some parts, but. For the most part, I think everyone did well, and it was a decent enough story. Yeah. But it was probably just competing with a bunch of other crap. And I feel like it was probably one of the movies that, first movies that Seth Rogen wasn't, you know, just like comic relief throughout the whole thing. Like, Mm -hmm. he was still had to be a little bit serious because he was taking on, like, bad guys and, you know, fighting people and whatever. Um, I feel, yeah, I feel like people are like, he can't do that, so not going to give him a chance. Was the Green Hornet back in the day a movie or a TV show? It was a TV show, I believe. Okay. I, I believe. Wasn't sure. Don't don't quote me on that. 
I'm going to quote you on it. I'm going to hold it at you for the rest of your life. I'm just saying, you're the one with the computer. I know. You can look it up. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm working on it. Um, let's see, what else about it? What else about it? What didn't I like about it? Oh, they, there was a cameo in it by, what's his face? I think the Terminator kid from the first Terminator movie, the kid in there. Oh, really? Yeah, he was one of the uh, the dealers. Oh, I didn't know that. I do like when Kato fights in this, it, like, <laughs> time slows down, is what he says. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I love it, too. And, like, because... <clears throat> I like that his is red when he focuses, mm-hmm. and when Brit does it, it's green. I was just going like, to say yeah. that, like, oh. you wouldn't expect this movie to, like, have that, like, slow-mo, like... Aspect, yeah. Aspect, and, like, oh, there's a rock over here and this over here and this over here and if i like use them all together i can defeat all these people right like just the way it it, like Mm -hmm. it was Uh, cool i also liked i think mythbusters tried to do the car scene Mm -hmm. where uh chudnovsky sorry chudnovsky knocks the car into the pit Mm -hmm. and then they bury it and they blow it up to see if they survive and can climb out of the car i think they also did it when they get the car gets cut in half Oh. <laughs> Two. I think they also did that on Mythbusters. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Movie had a lot of ups and downs. A lot of car chases because they, they, they dealt with the car a lot. Because um, that's the car. Right. I mean, it's the car, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do love the car at the end, too. Like it, it's a, They have a white one of it, and I'm just like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so good. That's a good one. <clears throat> do you have any fun trivia while I... Read off the ratings because Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 44%. Hmm. I don't agree. And users gave it a 43%. Come on, guys. Rewatch it. Change your feelings. I would I agree like with this being at least an 85 as well. I don't know if I'd give it an 85, but I wouldn't give it a 40. Right. I'd give it maybe like a 70-ish. A like 70-ish? 75-ish. Okay, you give it a 75. I'm going to give it an 85 because I can watch it over and over. Yeah. You know, there's just those small par- things that I have a problem with, huh? Not yeah. big ones. Obviously, like, Seth Rogen's character is a bit of a brat, but I think that's what he's supposed to be. Yeah. He's supposed to be, like, the rich yeah. bratty kid. All right. What's some good trivia? All right. Seth Rogen proclaimed this film was a nightmare, chalking it up to studio executives paying a little attention to the most expensive portions portions of the film and its inflated budget. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Cage was originally cast as Chudnovsky, <laughs> but dropped out. He intended to play the role with a Jamaican accent, much to the director's dismay. Hmm. Seth Rogen lost 30 pounds. Nice. Knew this is when he lost a whole bunch of weight. Um, One of the drawings in the Cato sketchbook, because Cato can draw, Uh is a picture of Bruce Lee, who played Green Hornet back in the day. Oh, no, he played Cato back in the day. Or played Cato, my bad, in the Green Hornet. Yes. there was 29 copies of the Black Beauty were made from scrounge 1964, 65, and 66 Chrysler Imperials, many of which were rusted out and had to be rebuilt. Only three survived the production intact. Dang. Out of 29 of them. That's Gee. crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, a bummer, but that's cool. Jet Li had to pay to play for the deal role of Cato back when the Weinsteins had the rights. Jet Li? Yeah. Oh. So... So he could have been. He could have been Kato. I would watch this still. Mm-hmm. I do like John uh, J. J. Chow. Yeah, yeah. Jay Chow. I believe he's like an artist out in 
out in Tokyo or something like that too, but or like a, a musician. But no, I really liked him and Seth Rogen's uh, kind of chemistry. It was kind of mm-hmm. funny. Um, hey, dickhead. What, you don't think I don't know anyone calls me that? Right. <laughs> I know everyone calls me that. <laughs> um, so there was like the old school Green Hornet TV show, and then mm-hmm. I think there was one in the 90s. Okay. Or there was going to be one in the 90s that Eddie Murphy wanted to play the role of Britt Reed back oh, in 1992. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. How I feel about that. Van Williams, who played the Green Hornet in the 1960s TV show, was courted for a cameo but wasn't interested. Aww, that would have been cool. Yeah. Come on, guy. <laughs> the Canadian band, metal band Anvil, is playing on the TV in Crystal Clear's Hangout <laughs> in the background. <laughs> awesome. Um, Greg Kinnear was considered for the lead role. Really? Really? Hmm. That's weird. Abby Cornish was supposed to play Lenore. Who's that? Hmm. I mean, Lenore was played by Cameron Diaz, and she's Britt Reed's. She goes from secretary to, like, personal, sec- to personal secretary, and she's got professional uh, or profession in, like, criminology, so she's kind of helping him with his Green Hornet stuff unknowingly. Right. What would he do next? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Write this down. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, there's some trivia about like the old TV show and stuff. Okay. But we don't need to do that one right now. Nope. When I get my Batman movie episode in, maybe. <laughs> OG, maybe. OG Batman movie is what I'm talking about. Back in the Dizay. So we're just going to move right on to the Green Lantern. Unfortunately, this was a failure with Rotten Tomatoes giving it a 26% and users giving it 45 I almost agree at the 45, but I can suck it up and give it a solid 50, 50, 50, like a, 50, a perfect half and half because some of the visuals were great. Some of them were really weird and not right. And the suit was dumb. Like, yeah, Ryan Reynolds was Ryan Reynolds, to my opinion, but everyone else was kind of cheesy. I'm pretty sure like Ryan Ryan Reynolds being in the movie was like the only redeeming factor for me. I mean, he had some sure cheesy lines oh, that yeah. he should have checked himself on. Like when he started <laughs> randomly, right? When he started randomly saying the the uh, Lantern's motto after he touched it, I was just like, how do you dumb. know? Right? I mean, sure, the light is supposed to speak to you, but like, come on. <laughs> like that's, I don't, that could have been a little better. Yeah. In my opinion. Since I'm not well versed in comic dc stuff to begin with like i didn't i don't know much about green lantern i only know very little my brother knows more and i feel but I like i know enough to know that a lot of that was weird <laughs> yeah if that's what i was gonna say like i feel like some of it like it just didn't feel right right i mean um, the cast you can only do so much right it was ryan reynolds and his wife blake lively mark strong which is ironic because mark strong was just in shazam so he's uh, DC's kind of got him tied down, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Peter Skarsgård, which I can respect him as an actor, but this role creeps me the fuck out with him. He did, you know, he does a good job being creepy and a weird. The creepiest villain. good job yeah, at being he a looks creep. Weird as shit, and that's yeah. what scares me his, half the time. His scream when he's in pain, I'm like, right? He's oh really my god! Good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to give him credit for that. So it's kind of like mixed feelings on that and how well he did and how well, you know, 
I guess how much he did. But like the what happens to him is that like plausible? Like does that what, what happens I, in the Green Lantern story? I couldn't honestly tell you. Really? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know that much about it. I know everything after that and John Stewart stuff. Mm. Uh, Mark Strong played Sinestro, just in case you guys didn't know. Tim Robinson was also in this as Peter Skarsgård's dad. And oddly enough, how do you say his name? Taika? Watiti? Watiti. He directed Thor Ragnarok. And was the rock dude in Ragnarok. He does the voice for him. No way. Yeah. (laughs) I can't remember his name. I'm going to find out. And he's a... like his, he's his a, friend. And yeah, and he's uh, Ryan Reynolds' friend in this. So it's funny that they both switched to Marvel after that. Yeah. But, I mean, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have gotten... Oh, didn't did he do Black Panther or no? Mm. I can't remember who did that. I'm very clouded, busy head right now. But, oh, did I say the release date? June 17th, 2011. So both these green movies were released in 2011. That's cool. June and Jan. <coughs> was Greenland Green Lantern was in the summer, right? Yeah. June. <coughs> yes. Yes. It Interesting. Was. Uh Jeffrey Rush and Michael Clark Duncan before he died played uh, a couple of the voices in training uh, the Green Lantern, Hal Jordan's character. Um while Nicole's looking up some stuff. Green Lantern is about uh, Hal Jordan, who's a pilot, and he gets chosen by the green ring power of Will. And uh, he is, in this movie, he is chosen as the first human to wield a green lantern ring. And it's because the humans are technically still a very young and adolescent race. Adolescent, yeah. Um, because they make several claims that we're too young and... Uh, why we should be sacrificed, why we shouldn't be sacrificed. And uh, it's basically showing Hal Jordan as a char- his characteristics as a person and his hot-headedness and uh, him training and realizing that he can be the Green Lantern and that he should be the Green Lantern for the greater good kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he protects his world. Um, yeah, he protects the world from the yellow light of fear, the yellow lantern of fear. And basically that was an alien that was locked away many years ago. And that guy is now out for blood for the person who locked him away. And the guy who locked him away died and gave his ring to Hal. Or didn't give his ring to Hal. His ring chose Hal. Yeah. So that's that's the story of the Green Lantern. And, I mean, I honestly think he could have been a good Hal Jordan. There was just some moments that needed to be fixed. Yeah. Some, like extra stuff in there that just didn't need to be and it could have been focused somewhere else um the reason i don't like his suit is because it was animated Super. it was animated yeah and mostly aurora or aurora around him yeah he you was know, like, like glowing he's fl- yeah, green he's like all gl- the time glowing half the time and i'm just like if he just had his black green and white suit with yeah. a little bit of that aura around him there you go yeah. you're done you're golden <laughs> like you're fine not this like green on green on green shade of outfit yeah with a weird mask and eyes turning to white right like his <laughs> eyes looked so weird when he put the mask on and like every time he took it off i was trying to like look to see like what his eyes actually look like just right. to like see the difference right 
but but I mean Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds I love him for what he is I can watch this movie because of Ryan Reynolds um, I don't know is this the movie that is this when him and Blake got together they met on set they met on set yeah so they're and married today because of this movie basically there you go I, I, mean, so. I mean if he were to ever think about I know in Deadpool they made fun of him shooting himself for grabbing that script but if they were to think about it would that have would they have gotten together that's true so I don't know we have he a owes reason, his wife and his children to <clears throat> that movie <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess right it, there was just like yeah like a lot of the 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 anime the actors or the voice actors were just their things they said were just cheesy and lame and but the way the action was and the way the lantern builds things was for the most part pretty cool and correct i would like to say like the way he saved a helicopter it landed and he made a car and it landed in the car then he made a hot wheels track to save this helicopter from crashing and killing a lot of people and it looked fine yeah like that looked fine but when it came to him flying and going through space and being on the, the Lantern Corps planet, I was just like, this is weird. And it's, I mean, sure, the CGI was there for the planet stuff, but, you know, we didn't get to see much of it besides them pretty much flying around. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. The could have I would have liked a little more. Yeah. Since I don't, haven't read or seen any other Green Lantern things, like the way he, like, created stuff, like, I wasn't sure if that was, like, like, if that's was normal for, like, the things that he, like, creating the car and the racetrack, or would he just, like, oh, create, yeah. like, a net to catch this helicopter and land it? Like, well, I mean, would it be, like, that weird? Well, because he was doing a bunch at the same time. What I meant was it looked good. It did look good. It didn't good. have to be. No, he he had he, the real Hal Jordan would have several ideas on what to do. Yeah. And to save it. Okay. And uh, and the real, the other, the real Hal Jordan, watching him in some of the games has been pretty cool, but, like. He gets a broken arm and he just uses his ring to strap up his arm while also shooting a gun and like sword fighting next to him at the same time. That's how Jordan I know. Okay. I just kind of want to see because I love the Flash. I love the Green Lantern and I just want more of them together because in the comics they're best friends. And Mm -hmm. I just want to see that on screen so I can laugh and have fun. Yeah. Because like Shazam kind of gets in on their stuff but Shazam's a kid you know. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, the movie. Did we rate? Did we give our review our rating of it? We gave it like a fifty percent. Oh yeah, fifty fifty. Yeah. Yeah, obviously could have been miles better. Yeah. Um, the director was Martin Campbell, and the writers were Greg Berlanti, Mark Guggenheim, Michael Green, and Michael Goldenberg. So there's a lot yeah. of writers, and that's kind of where you can tell, like, oh, you guys. Really you had to jumble a bunch of shit together, know, huh? Right. You didn't really know what you were doing. Do you want trivia? Sure. So, obviously, Blake and Ryan went on set. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the comics, Carol Ferris, Blake Lively's character, becomes yeah. Star Sapphire. Oh. Originally, the anti-heroine with similar abilities to Green Lantern. Yeah, oh. And revised later as a soldier of Star Sapphire Corps, an all-female parallel Is that the purple? force. And she wears the violet. The violet. Ring. Light of love. I thought so. Um, Ooh, right. I'm behind. The Ryan Reynolds famously hated the movie. He admitted having a poor working relationship with the director and was glad to see the film perform poorly, critically and financially, as he did not hmm. wish to reprise his role as Green Lantern. Uh, and then well, 
I guess there's one thing. Later in Deadpool, he makes the references about yep. <laughs> that <laughs> stuff. Um, Carol's line, I've seen you naked. You think I wouldn't recognize you because you covered your cheekbones? <laughs> was ad-libbed by Blake Lively. <laughs> yes. Which is kind of awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, That's probably the one part that I do like and always remember. Yeah. Like you were when we were watching it the other day, I just said it before she did because I remembered that. Um, Brian Reynolds and Martin Campbell clashed on set. Campbell said in interviews that his first and only choice for lead role was Bradley Cooper. Oh. However, in the studio was not willing to make him an offer and ultimately cast Ryan Reynolds behind Campbell's back, ah. which led to uncomfortable experiences on set for <sighs> Ryan Reynolds, who was constantly critiqued by Campbell, who made him do many takes. Jeez. Ryan Reynolds stated in an interview with Variety that the film's failure was a huge relief as he didn't want to do it again. Yeah. That sucks. I yeah, mean. It is kind of a bummer. Um, if you just if both would have just like cooperated with each other and worked together, it would have been something better, maybe. Yeah, I mean. I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of other crap that you can't get over, and yeah, the writing direction is over some people's heads and some people's power, but still, mm-hmm. I would have done what I could. Nathan Fillion was a fan favorite choice to play Hal Jordan, yeah, since he's voiced him was, in some comics. And it still is. Yeah. Voiced him in some animated animated series. Stuff. Sorry. Um, I want Jensen Eccles to play him. That'd be cool. I'd vote for Chris Pine too. I don't want him to do that. You don't want Chris Pine to do it? What about Ryan Gosling? Mm, I don't know. We're just trying to I pick just, a pretty boy pilot. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, at one point, Clark Kent was in the script as a cameo. Hmm. He was candidates to receive the ring but was out, cut out because of the filmmakers didn't want to depend on another superhero for success. Uh, Maybe they would have been a little successful <laughs> if they had some Superman in there. I don't Just know. They didn't have a Superman around at the time, did they? Was it Man of Steel around 2011? Yet? When did Man of Steel? I mean, the Superman was either Brandon Roth, uh, Henry Cavall, or... No, not, not Christopher Reed. Man of Steel came out in 2013, so it was still like two years before yeah, so they'd even done it. When did uh, Superman Returns come out? Mm. 2006. 2006. So yeah. even then, we didn't have a Superman at the time. Yeah. So they would like. It's probably a good thing because then they would have had to use that actor, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Blake Lively indicated that if. The film was successful enough she would portray Carol Ferris becoming Star Sapphire. Yeah, cool. Which is kind of cool. <laughs> I like their different takes on it being husband and wife. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd reprise my role. I no, wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, the... Oh, man. Um, where was it? So, it was saying that um, Michael Clark Duncan, who voiced... Michael Clark Duncan? Yeah, what did okay. I say? It, you just like Mark 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 and Mark 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 and he was a big fan of the character that he played which that's I cool that's kind of cool. cool yeah um the um Peter Sarsgaard he went and hung out with like a scientist at a university who was described as the most eccentric guy I could find hmm. to like portray because he was a basic not a mad scientist but he was kind of yeah. weird science guy mm-hmm. to like get some mannerisms for his character yeah. Um, yeah. I could read you a lot of 
shit talking. <laughs> shit talking? I mean, just, yeah. <laughs> What's the shit talking, Nicole? <laughs> you have to be a little bit more descriptive. Um, so, according to an insider, the film was severely hit with interference from Warner Brothers. This is a quote from somebody. <laughs> One we thing are, we look at all this stuff on IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Flickster. Yeah, just so I'm so just reading. Yes, um, <laughs> we're not making it up. We're not <laughs> saying it is true. We're not saying it isn't true. <laughs> like, but it's on the internet, so yeah. So. Um, so one thing that needs to be mentioned: this is not Martin Campbell's cut of the film, but the studios. Ah. Uh, so. Maybe Martin Campbell had a different vision hmm. in the end, but I feel like now that you know that like him and Ryan Reynolds like had beef offset, like I feel like I can feel it like uh. in the takes. Like if you had to do a scene multiple times and like whatever scene was the best scene, I feel like might not have been. It could have been take five hundred and four, right? And so like it was just I don't know. Maybe you could feel it. It's like when mm-hmm. um. You learn that like Mythbusters, the two guys like didn't really get along offset, and then uh, you like watch it and you're like, oh man, I can kind of see that they like kind of fucking hate each other right, right it's now. Weird now. Yeah. Um, I'll still watch it before bed. <laughs> right. The it took four to five hours to apply the prosthetic naked on Abin Sir, the yeah. Green Lantern that died. The makeup. The makeup, yeah. yeah. Which is also. He was the dad, Aquaman's dad. Yeah. So, so there's another guy. Little DC DC's fam. Leash. Yeah. Um, cool though. I'd be on DC's leash if it was offered. Yeah. Peter Sarsgaard loved the look of Hector, Hector Hammond so much. Damn. He declared himself the king of the prosthesis. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was freaky. He, was, he did a really good job on that. Yeah. For sure. Quentin Tarantino was considered to direct this hmm. film weird that's a lot of trivia i could read you more but i feel like it's just yeah green lantern stuff like dc world that probably doesn't really apply to the movie which hopefully we get soon there's supposed to be a green lantern core movie in 2020 or 2021 or something like that something with the new green lantern probably with the new batman being worked in there right are they gonna probably gonna get a new superman now that we got shazam all that stuff. Hopefully. Unless Henry comes back in time. Who knows? Right. I guess we'll, we'll have to CGI out. his upper lip again. Huh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's God. so ridiculous. It's in my contract. Can't uh. shave my mustache. All right. Well, <laughs> we're going to go watch some more stuff. Yep. We got some TV shows in mind, too. Oh. Yeah. That we'll deals be- with the DC universe as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a CW show. Yeah, it's not a CW one. It's Gotham. Yeah. I'll say it right out because James Gordon is a boss. I love James Gordon. Yes, and Harvey is pretty decent so far, but... And the villains... Not done. Yes, the villains are fine, yes. Are pretty Bruce good. Bruce is working his way up there. Yeah. Yeah. So right. we'll have that episode probably here in a few weeks. We're burning through the show. Yeah, we're trying to burn through a few so we can talk about some TV shows as well. In the meantime, you can also listen to our listening to stuff where mostly myself... Nicole might join me eventually, and we talked to some artists. I've like I, like I said, I talked to someone in uh, 
London already, and he's a really cool guy with great music. He just released a Dragon EP, um, and we have a few others with a few other friends from other bands, other, other, other. So now we're going to go watch some other stuff. And listen to some stuff. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Bye.